We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. What's up, my guy? What's going on, black man? How you doing, bro? I'm good. Well, shit, the, the, the world going crazy today, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, man, it's been a busy day for us, man. You done did two shows today. I done man. produced a show and did a show just now. I know Chris doing new shows. It's a bunch of stuff. And if depending on what time we leave here, I might have another one, bro. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad and proud that we had this type of platform. And, uh, and thanks for hopping in with me earlier, too. That was really dope. Yeah, for sure, man. But uh, I got the best energy from you when you was just talking to those kids, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what we got. to. That's that's what this is about. Right. Like at the end of the day, people, young people are watching us. Right. And it's like, how are they processing this? And then I will click over to CNN and I click over to Fox and I click over to MSNBC. And I'm like, you know, what? we might be one of the best things smoking, bro, because nobody else is like everybody else is posturing and or trying to fall in a line. And I, I just wanted to talk to some kids about how they are experiencing the moment and what it's saying to them. Yeah. And so uh, the conversation that we had earlier, man, we were talking about educators and educators. If you if you're in the comments, talk to us about how you're going to how you're going to allow your kids, how, how you're going to allow your students to process this tomorrow. If you're a parent and you're in the comments, talk to us about how this is going to be a dinner conversation for you guys in terms of like talking to your parents about what we saw today, man. And so, Cole, man, you're, you're a deep thought thoughtful dude. <laughs> How are you processing this, man? Because I know, you know, earlier, you know, it was one thing, but now since you've had time to kind of sit with it, man, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think it's probably still the same thing. I think, like I said, I, first off, I'm just not surprised by anything. And I think I tend to get more upset when people that I feel shouldn't be surprised about stuff are like people that actually run systems, run education, run school, black, white, whatever. It's like, you just keep being shocked. And maybe I'm just a pessimist around what's really happening Two, I, I, I just felt like not enough people were rushing to hear what young people were thinking in this moment. Right. And not, and not on some Twitter woke stuff, say the right thing, but like, yo, how does this feel? And it's, it's kind of wild watching, like watching people storm our capital. Like I, I want us to like really sit down in a moment, yo, like this is that's this is not normal. OK, and, and and people can try to compare this to the to the things that happened during Black Lives Matter or whatever, if they want to. And I'm not going to. It is what it is. But Target is not our nation's capital. OK, right. like th this is this is like grounds for I mean, those those are grounds for treason. And and I think that, like, you know, they, and, and our kids need to understand that and they need to know that. And so, you know, I, I, I want to hear. From young people. I want to know what they process and how they process it and how they feel. So I'm still in that kind of space. I'm texting with young people now and getting emails. And if any of them hit me in enough time, we can bring them in. But um, yeah, man, that's that's I'm still I, I, I'm not fully, fully cooked yet, Ray. Sorry. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, man. So and talking to my teenage son about everything that's going on right now, man, I think it was a it was an eye opener for him because, you know, he goes to a, a school that's predominantly white or whatever. And, you know, he you know, he's, he's a little naive. And so mm -hmm. today kind of showed him a valuable lesson in terms of like when people don't get what they want, the kind of things that they will resort to uh, if they don't get what they want. And then you talked earlier, you know, you I know you did a show on like the 10 instances in which uh, white folks yeah. didn't get what they want. And it's been like chaotic ever since for them. 
in each of those instances. So I don't know if you want to pull up a couple of those instances to kind of give people a, a, a history lesson, because I know some of these, some, some folks that are on here, they refuse to look at CNN and look at MSNBC because they think they, they, they talk to it. They talk about it like how you talked about it, like it's jaded and they come to us to get our perspective because they know we're going to give them the real. Well, so, yeah, and, and I appreciate that, man. I think, you know, um, I won't go into all of them, but there's a few. And like I said, white folks have like, they always try to say black people, brown people, like we tend to be violent, this, third, all that stuff. But there's a really rich history of when white folks don't get their way that they storm. I mean, the United States was basically built because white folks didn't get their way. They was like, we don't want to pay these taxes no more. We want to, we don't want to serve the, the God that they want us to serve. So we're going to go and take this land and we're going to build it here. We're going to, we care about it so much. We're going to burn these boats so we can't go back and we're going to build something here. Like this country was built out of defiance, but I think it's also something very, something different happened today. Today wasn't riots. Okay. Today was an insurgency by a president that is trying to still grab on the power that is feeding into people that will blindly follow him, taking his orders and they stormed the Capitol and one person died. Uh, and actually somebody else got shot. Like, that's what happened. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even want to give this breath. Uh, I don't even want it to feel like we are not talking about a riot. We are not talking about peaceful protests in the streets. We are talking about people storming our nation's capital. OK. And they were egged on by a sitting president that don't want to leave. That's some di- like, let's let that. That's what I'm processing. Like, I'm damn arm, right? Like I'm processing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> crazy shit. Am I am I tripping? No, you're not tripping at all. Hey, breezy, what's happening, bro? Man, the world's upside down. What do you think is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to y'all. Y'all know what's happening. You're saying what's happening right now. We are watching an insurrection, something that we never thought we would see. You know, actually. Is it wrong that I'm not so sad about this? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, is it wrong that like I'm taking it as good entertainment? <laughs> right? Like, cause 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 it's proven so many things that we say that we know to be true, like entitlement, privilege, um, like, you know, babyfying. You know, I just said it in this other show that I was just doing just now, like Emperor Baby Hands does not know how to take a L. He does not know how to lose. So both of y'all have played sports. One of the worst things in sports is sore losers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just something you you hate. You hate that person. And here we have just, we have people who feel so entitled that like they're privileged, but they feel oppressed. They have everything that they need, but they feel like stuff is being taken from them. They are in first position, but they feel like they're in last position. They, 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 they don't want us protesting anything ever. Like, shut up. This is a great country. <laughs> why, why are you even talking about how how anything that's a problem? Our country's so great. Like, you know, the, uh, I have not seen any of my 1776 people chiming up today when it's black people who say that the government has some issues or when it's black people storming any gates of any sorts, whatnot. People, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you do better here than you would have done in Africa. You know, you like, you know, it's every kind of like, you don't know our true founding. Why are you tearing down the majesty of our country, the great institutions, blah, blah. Now you got dudes chasing the police into the Capitol 
breaking windows, sitting in Congress people's offices and writing notes talking about I'll be back <laughs> like the Terminator. And just there's a whole lot of like we're talking about it, but there is a lot of silence. There's a lot of silent people right now. Yeah. There's a hey. lot of people that like if if Negroes <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I, read, I, read, and read. You know what comes after any sentence where I say if Negroes, you know what comes after that. So, hey, so real quick, move your head to the side, man, because I need to get a shot of this dope ass picture in the background, bro, with with the with the with the, the, the ambiance. Like that. that shit is hard, bro. So happy belated birthday to you, bro. Uh, happy twenty first birthday, man. You looking appreciate good. It. Looking groovy, man. And uh, you know, thanks for always having high energy, bro. We appreciate you. We love you. I want to have a question for Chris because yeah, I yeah, am yeah. his close friend and I work with him. And I know, oh, and I also have a, a, a surprise for us coming on in a little bit. But I, I'm i a fan of yours, Chris. But I know you had to take a sabbatical away from email. For somebody that was so bombarded with email, why is your name your email address? So people can pull it up again. <laughs> See, this is a new email platform, but though, you, that allows me it, to determine how I want to engage with people. I feel you. I understand. I'm just curious. I, yeah. Listen, if you like it, I love it. I just wanted to double check and make sure. Yeah, man. You know, like, listen, email me, text me. I do want to engage with my people this year. I want to be more in touch and engage. Like even today, I was looking for that engagement because, uh, you know, here here I am sitting in the north, in the hinterlands, out in the woods with deer walking by me and shit by myself, watching CNN going, I wonder how long it would take them to get up here. <laughs> like, I need some fam. Like, you know, you know, this if you're willing to do this at the at the country's capital in the world's last superpower, you're willing to do this anywhere. Wait, whoa. That's a misconception, right? That's that's a misnomer that you just threw out right there. The last superpower. Shit. China is a China is the superpower. You need to go move. You need maybe to just, you just maybe, need to move maybe. right hey, now. I will go. I will go. Teach, I will go. Teach he's saying. He's saying maybe Shanghai. like he going somewhere. I will, go teach, I will go teach English in Shanghai. I will come and run the fellowship in Philly. I'll move from here. Like <laughs> you think America is racist? Let me tell you right now. Go to China. You go to China, tall black man. You come back. You'll be back from China in about three weeks. Yeah, and, and Ray, I, I, yeah, I'll come on now. I'll, I'll bring in this person, but I have a I have a special guest and surprise. Uh-oh. Wait, we got we got to get Selmeki in here, man. We got to get this energy from uh, hey, damn it, from the dungeon. No, 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 no. That's the goat right there. Hey, sir, what's hey. happening, Dungeon Slayer? Hey, man, listen, I was in meetings all day. Didn't even know things were going down. I mean, I wasn't surprised because they they announced that they were going there. Right. Like, so I don't know why people were acting like it was a surprise. And I mean, the one there, there's a silver lining in this mm-hmm. uh, police departments all around the country now have videos that they can use in their training academies to show like, hey, this is how you don't. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you don't tear gas them or like you know hurt them on on Route seventy uh, four seventy six. This is true. You know, like this is that's true. This is true. At the very least, we got a training. This you know, is true. Training videos. If you I'm, ever get in your ass beat by the police, say, "Um, sir, I want the MAGA treatment. I'm going to need you to give me the MAGA treatment right now." <laughs> and, 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 and that's and that's how our thing. And with the young people today, we was like, 
But all this time, I just thought y'all was poorly trained. But y'all have immaculate training. Like, yeah. y'all have restraint, compassion. Oh I, I mean, did you see that? I saw I was catching up a little bit. I got, they opened the the, uh, the barriers. Like, come on in. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> they opened it like they did in uh, in Infinity War, the Avengers. Like, just let's just let them in. Let's just let them in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the back. Uh, but, fellas, I do have yeah, a, a surprise for you all because. During this time, I mean, we're an education podcast. We are people that deal in education and young people as our currency. And I wanted to know what young people thought. I wanted to, I just wanted to talk to young people. I wanted to know how they were seeing this, what they, how they're watching it, how they're taking it in. So one of my amazing young people decided that they could join today. Uh, and we have Miss Ariane Jones. And uh, uh, and I'm going to let you all. Um, so, Ariane, I'm going to have you uh, just introduce yourself, but I'm going to let the fellas just uh, you know, chat with you, and we all gonna have a talk. We'll keep you for about five or seven minutes. Is that cool? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Good afternoon, good afternoon, Miss Jones. Hi, um, I'm Ariane. I'm a junior. Um, I go. I'm in Indiana, so I attend Purdue Polytechnic High School. Um, I'm completely interested in um, politics and stuff like that. So I was when he sent me the email, I was like, sure. So yeah. That's well, what's up. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Mm. And so, and so, uh, my question for you, because I know that this is going to be a. T- are you are you in person or are you hybrid? How are you guys doing school? Um, right now we're all virtual, but we start hybrid in like two weeks. Okay. Wow. And so, you guys are. What's your platform? Is it Zoom? Um, we do Google Meets. Google Meets. Okay. So, is there a way in Google Meets for you guys to have a breakout room for you to have the space to discuss this? Yeah, um, we do. We usually do it, but we also do it as a whole class in general. Okay. Like, I know tomorrow morning we're going to talk about it, and we're going to stay together as a group. Cool. And so what teacher, which, what teacher is going to is going to talk to you guys about it, you think? Um, so we have these things called advisory, which is like a homeroom, which everyone in our grade level is, well, I'm an upperclassman, so juniors and seniors, and we will do a topic of the day, and the topic will be the news um, from last night or something like that. So it will be my homeroom teacher, my advisory coach. Mm. That's what's up. Hey, and and I'm I'm going I'm to I'm yield the floor in one second. No, but what I not. do want to say, I, what I want to say is this. I want to say it should be every teacher. It shouldn't just be your yeah. advisory teacher. It shouldn't just be your homeroom teacher. It should be your phys ed teacher. It should be your home ec teacher. It should be every teacher that's talking about what happened today because somehow or another this affects young people and y'all should have the space to be able to decompress. I'm well, I wonder. I wonder if the student here thinks that's true. Do you want your teachers talking about this? Is this something you want to talk about with your peers, or do you want to do both? For sure. Um, I wrote a paper about this a long time. I think there um, are conversations that we just need to have. It may be uncomfortable. It may not. Um, we may not have the same ideas or beliefs of it. But I think that is very important to have. No matter if it takes time out of our class or from the curriculum. No matter if we um, see it differently. No matter if it starts like kind of a tension between the students. I feel like it's very important that we talk about things like this because everyone needs um, awareness. And there's a lot of students that are kind of not aware or educated when it comes to things that happen in like um, politics and the government. So they just talk out of blindly what they hear at home mm. or with their like opinions. They don't really come with actual facts. So I think it's very important that every teacher talks about it and that we get to talk about it as much as we can. Hey, Reef, Reef. Brief. Yeah. We know this as administrators, right? You know what Charles did, right? You know how when you go in and you and you and you do the formal observation. Hey, you're like, yo, damn. Well, if nobody else could get it, I know I can always go to 
Miss Jones. No, no. See, that's not what happened. First off, that's not what happened. I actually emailed. This is all a compliment, Miss Jones. He's saying it's a dope. Oh, Ariel knows she's dope. And she, and she actually, before she leaves, she can tell you about the research that she's done uh, as part of her cohort. But I sent it to a bunch of our students, right? So that's why we had the three students earlier. And then we have her. And then I'm actually changing Sunday's show because I think we actually need to be talking to young folks. And so, Ariane, real quick, when I talked to the young people earlier, the questions that I had, I wanted to build our resources from y'all for educators. And the question was, what should educators know from students? Like, And you started answering it. Here's the answers we got so far. You can add to it. One, stress the importance of this conversation. Two, don't sugarcoat it with us. And then three, if you can... Uh, and, they, and our our students are very compassionate for educators. But they said, if you can offer to stay late if possible, or to go in a private room uh, for folks that need to process in private. Um, and, and, and so the question that we had jumped off of was, what do we think would have happened if this was black and brown people? Um, and so I just, if you had anything to add to that list, uh, feel free. And if not, no worries. But I do want to make sure Chris and Reef get a chance to ask you whatever they need to ask you to. Yeah, for sure. I agree with every all the students that said that. Like, it needs to be talked about. Um, I think a lot of teachers feel uncomfortable talking to their students about or want to stay on track with what we're learning, and they are just, they just are scared to talk about it. And I think that it cannot be the case anymore. I feel like it's 2021. There's so much happening in our country that we can't keep pushing it aside to learn about what two plus two is. Like, I feel like this is our future. I feel like our the um. Young people are the future, so we need to have those conversations. We need to learn and grow from them. Even like if I hear something I don't like, um, someone has a different idea from me, I need to learn. I need to take that information in and learn from everyone's point of view so I can take that information. So, yeah, I agree with um, what the student said. And also, if it was black and, um, black and brown people, it wouldn't. there would be way more people that were killed or arrested today that, than it was. There will be more and more things happening. Hey, who is who is your uh, wait real quick? Because I know they're about to jump in, and we might have to keep you longer than six minutes. You might have to ride out with us. Uh, who hey, who is your ELA teacher? Because I'm seeing how you are structuring these sentences that you that you're answering and whatnot, and then you you talk about your writing or whatever. Man, who where are you going to college? Who's your ELA teacher, and where are you going to college? So I go to a school that doesn't really have classes like that. I go to a project-based school. So we don't really have an ELA teacher. We really don't write papers. But I did have a civil rights class at the beginning of my school year. And she kind of taught me how to write thesis or um, not be scared. I've always been scared to talk about politics or um, talk about things that I believe in. Because first of all, I'm Black. I'm a female and I'm younger. So I felt like I wasn't listened to. And I kind of learned that throughout the years and throughout this time of seeing what's happening on the news to talk up and speak up. So I I really don't have a teacher that's, you know, teach me how to do that. But, um, you know, I'm just learning from experience and not wanting to see this stuff keep happening and not want to have people sitting quiet and feel like they're not being heard. Um, I do want to go to Spelman or Howard. That's one of the mm. colleges. That's okay. Well, listen. If you go, if you get into Spelman or Howard, and you and you stay in contact with energy converters, uh, this crew, we're gonna commit to you. We're gonna commit something to you. I don't know what we're gonna commit, but maybe we do a first semester books or something. Yeah, we're gonna do something, brother. I have like eighty kids in that in her one. Cl- go ahead, brother. Let's. Go. I'm talking about her. She came on the show. <laughs> I got you. We got Ariane. We got you. Uh, we definitely got you. Uh, but thank you for them questions, Ray. I thought those were actually really dope, man. Uh, Chris, Chris, and uh, Reef. You know, I, I just I know how y'all feel about being able to talk to young people during this time too. So. 
yeah. I'll give y'all the floor. I mean, my, my question is, uh, well, two things. One, you, you mentioned that some some teachers, some of the educators are nervous to talk about this. So what y'all could do is kind of like what MAGA did today. Just take over the class and just oh say, this is what we're talking about. You oh know? Without, without the violence, right? You ain't got to break windows, but you know. Exactly. <laughs> no, Sharif made that horrible joke because everybody thinks Sharif is innocent and an angel and they get on all three of us. Sharif by himself. Hey, and that's, and that's, at the, that's at the 20-minute mark. I'll make sure I cut this. <laughs> but, but, but my serious question is, why do you think and why do you think some teachers are so uncomfortable? And what would you say to teacher colleges who are training folks, you know, next year, new teachers who are coming out next year? What's something that professors in college should be talking to or training or developing their teachers? What should be included in their courses so that we have less educators coming into schools, reluctant to talk about the, uh, you know, the oppression that uh, is, you know, rampant in this country. For sure. Um, I think a lot of teachers are scared to probably of conflict between the students um, or they might feel like they're, there's going to be, I'm not sure what's so scary about having these conversations, but I know that a lot of teachers or just adults in general have their ideas stuck on something. Like they were like, well, I believe this way. I don't want to talk about it. It's going to be this way. Like, you know, and I think a lot of people that are older than the um, younger generation don't want to hear what younger people have to say because they think they're too young to really know what's happening. So I think that's also another reason children are, or not children, but like, you know, young people are not given the platform because they think we don't know anything. think we don't understand what's happening. Um, Something that professors and people need to teach, um, maybe just that there's several different um, ideas. And I feel like I say that a lot. I'm saying that a lot, but I can't stress the fact that there's so much more than just our ideas. And I had to learn that this year. Like, I believe, like, racism is bad. I don't know why people are racist, but I also had to learn that people are taught racism or um People believe that Donald Trump is the best president they can be. And that's like, you know, how to understand and see from different point of views. So I think that that's another thing that needs to be taught is just to accept different point of views. And that's how you learn to just, like, just get out of your own mind. Well, I hope you do actually, you know, again, not like MAGA, but I hope you and other students do have like a teaching and say, you know what? Y'all don't want to talk about race, class, power and privilege. Y'all sit down and we will lead the, the conversation. Um, you know, maybe your school's professional development or whatever. I do think that, you know, voices like yours need to be because they didn't get it in college. Yeah. So guess who the best person for them to get it from? Their students. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Breezy, jump in here, man. Bell this guy out because he about to take over. Take over, Jones. <laughs> take over. <laughs> Bail him out. <laughs> Bail him out. You have to go bail him out because it's going to be Ms. a Jones. And he, Jones. If she does what he said, if she does what he said, Right, and they lock her up. What I'm happened to teacher? I'm gonna Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Jones, Jones, don't be don't be scared. You are a brilliant with the people. individual. With the people. <laughs> obviously, black and brilliant, 
and young and the world is in your hands, not ours. And you, what you have seen on display here tonight <laughs> is um, just how much of the world is in your hands, because these old Negroes right now, I just want to tell you right now, the first one's talking about you can talk in sentences. <laughs> you can talk in sentences. That's not what I said. Oh, damn. What? Whole sentences. Periods at the end. And then the other one, the other one's talking about you should get arrested. You know what you should do? You should get a you should get a criminal record while you're still in school, right? So this is why the world is in the hands of our brilliant young people who are still clear of mind and and clear of and pure of motive. Yes, you can speak in sentences. Yes, yes. I don't know how you're gonna deal with people that look at you like, oh, you you articulate. You want <laughs> them articulate young people. But anyways, Miss Jones, what I would ask you, you know, because you answered you have answered, I think, very gracefully uh, most of what we would want to hear from young people. But how do you think difference, not between teachers and educators, but between your peers would work out um, when not everybody sees things the same way? Right. How is the what are going to be the rules of engagement between y'all? Mm. Yeah. Um for example, there is another student in my class who has several different beliefs and that go against most of ours. And um, he justifies actions just as if today, like I know tomorrow he's going to talk about, oh, well, they had a reason they're upset or something like that. And um, I think what should take place is just listening and understanding that, like, people don't understand things and people don't like comprehend when something is wrong and they might see things a different way and um it's just I think we just need to listen more and I think that people need to accept things um which is that's kind of all I have to say is just to accept different ideas there's no more I can put to that it's just that I feel like that's the biggest thing wrong with society is that we're all everyone else's business and we're not focusing on our own lanes and we're not accepting that people are having their own things going on like just accept it stay in your lane focus on yourself I feel like that's what's wrong with society now oh my god oh my god where can I vote for you vote (laughs) for you wow Mind your business. Yeah. Mind your business. See how simple people make life for you? Wow. I love it. Wow. It's wild, man. I, yeah. I, I want to say, uh, Ariane, I'm just extremely proud of you. Uh, I have two questions for you. And then if the brothers got anything else, we'll, we'll do that. And then we can let you go. I don't, I don't want to take up your whole evening. Um, one is, how do you feel? Like, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to check in with you yet. So how do you feel about what you saw today? Um, Yes. Yeah. I wish I could say I was surprised. I wish I could look at the news and be like, what is going on? But I knew this is going to happen. I knew when I was seeing the numbers of Biden um, going over, like it was he was winning over Trump. I knew this is going to happen. And I feel like just now days I'm going to talk about like other things that happen in history, like not history, but like in the past, like the Breonna Taylor um, case, I wish I was surprised that the cop like did not get arrested or, you know, um, I wish I was surprised to see this thing. This is anything new. Like it's 
it's not surprising to me. I'm so used to it. I knew that these people were going to go and act a mess. I know that the same things are going to happen with white people having the white privilege and African-Americans cannot do the same thing as white people because we're going to get killed or something worse is going to happen to us. So I wish I could say when I saw this, I was surprised and shocked or, you know, uncomfortable about it. But like, it's kind of like, what did we expect? We, it kind of, you know, it was going to happen. It's nothing new. Mm. And, and before I pass, thank you for that. And I think that's going to be a lot for us to noodle on afterwards. And basically we've, our country has let our young people down uh, today. That's one. And then two, uh, before you do leave us, I did want to just give you an opportunity to talk about some of the work that you're helping lead in Indy that we're working on together. And uh, you, you're the best person to talk about it. Uh, so the floor is yours. And then if the brothers don't have anything else, we'll let you go. Yeah. So we're focused on the education system in Indiana. So we're just looking up like graduation. We're researching graduation rates, um, how kids are being represented, the education system. So like the curriculum that they're learning, how they're affected by the pandemic or hybrid model um, and just stuff like that. So we've been looking at we've sent a survey out to many schools in Indiana and the Indiana area. Um, I think we got like 315 responses. So we are kind of going over the data. I was actually right, like working on my job before this, but uh, um, we've just been seeing like a, the numbers are surprising. So like mental health is not being focused on a lot of students feel like their teachers and their staff at their school is not represented by them. They don't feel like there's a connection. And we're trying to see what those numbers mean. So maybe the dropout rates are higher with African-Americans because they don't have teachers that look like them teaching them. So they don't feel like they can be anything else. Um, one student in our group said that representation is manipulation. I That was spot on. Like, I feel like when we see that, when you look up success, professional, everything, you see white people. So when you don't see black people, you don't think that you can be anything more. And you don't feel that kind of support and kind of, you know, push up. So when you're in environments like that and when you're in a society like that, that reflect, um, you know, puts the spotlight on successful white people, it kind of puts our black people down there. So we've been trying to focus on things like that and like understand how we can make things better and understand how we can get students to have their voices heard. It's a really good program. I'm really um, happy that I'm a part of it. Awesome, man. Well, I'm really proud of you. Uh, fellas, if you don't have it, I'll let you all have a final thought of word with her so she can get back to her work. But uh, <laughs> I- I'm always impressed by you, Ariana. Thank you for joining us, Miss Jones. Uh, Chris Ray and Sharif. Miss Jones, thanks for joining us. I could keep you here all night. I'm not going to do that. I know you got some stuff to do. <laughs> um, but you're giving me a lot to ponder. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I, you. I just, Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate your leadership. Keep leading, you know, and, um, don't be shy about that teaching. Hey, have you ever thought about being a teacher? Um, no. <laughs> and Ariane, just, just for your research, Ariane, when you're talking about representation in the act in the teaching field, uh, Sharif, the guy right next to you on the bottom, is is one of the the, the national leaders around that work, uh, trying to get black people hired. So you, I'm sure you can reach out to him as we start to do our conclusions for the report. Yeah, anytime, anytime. He says anytime you're going to be out chasing chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ariane. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to your draft, okay? Okay. Right. I will. Well, fellas, I that, love... That was a treat. Yeah, yeah man. Well. I mean, I, that, at the end of the day, that's what we do, right? At the end of the day, it's around how are they seeing this? And I mean, 
it was kind of sad, right? Like it's sad that a young person's innocence around like, when she's like, I'm not, I wish I was surprised. I really wish I was surprised at this stuff. That's kind of heartbreaking. You know she what I mean? She sounds like a grizzled veteran in the civil rights movement, right? Like she's just like, I already know how this is all structured. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, but she, but, but she hasn't lost hope, right? She hasn't lost drive. She hasn't given up. She's like, I'm not surprised. And here's the work that I'm going to do and continue to do. So that, that's also refreshing. Well, can I ask you brothers a question? Uh, as the only non-father here, um, and listening to her, right, and she mirrors the age of many of y'all's children or whatnot. How did that feel? Let's move out of the education realm of it, but how did that feel with you all listening to her say those things as fathers now? And, and I know all of you have daughters as well. So uh, I'm just really curious, you know, from, from each of you, what that was just kind of like. Because it, it was it broke my heart as an educator, right, when she's just like, I'm not like it just sucks that. I talk to people every day, kids every day that have to experience stuff that they shouldn't have to. And I'm kind of used to it from my social work background. I don't know what that's like as a father. I don't know what that's like as your heart outside your body walking around. So like, what are you going to say when your kids later on might say something similar to her or they have to process this with y'all? I mean, that's, that's those are like ongoing conversations like, you know, um, you know, with my children, you know, my son yesterday said, hey, dad, they're going to attack, you know, <laughs> they're going to go down there because one, they were saying that they were going to do that. He's like, there's no reason why you should not believe them. And so we, you know, we had a conversation today. He came in. He's like, see, I told you, I told you those jokers are going to do that. And, you know, so we had a conversation. And so, you know, his, uh, you know, his whole thing was about just this continuation. And he's on this, you know, uh, this idea that the civil war was never really ended. There was just a merger. Um, and so he's constantly just pointing out, you know, the facts from, you know, slavery to, you know, to uh, Jim Crow to mass and He's He just, you know, that's something that he just continues to have conversations about um, and tries to process and thinks about like, OK, where do I want to get in to address like what, what which angle? Because it's so much work to be done. Um, but yeah. Yeah. OK. Uh, Breezy, you got you got Chris. kids. Man. What the hell? <laughs> you got a lot of kids. <laughs> Chris, how do you have this conversation with baby girl? I mean, I really don't yet. For mm-hmm. one, but my kids pick up snippets of the news mm-hmm. um, and then you hear them regurgitate snippets of it. And it gives it's like you're opening to have conversations to probe, to ask probing questions to kind of like say, see how far they are. You never know, like because especially when you have different kids, you never know how s- sophisticated their understanding of the world is because one is more advanced than the other in different areas. So when they give you openings to talk about it. Or, you know, it's something they're processing something. You learn a little bit out of that exchange. But I will say this much. When I look at somebody like her, the thing that I'm it doesn't break my heart. Actually, it makes me happy to look at a young person like her who is already so clear and is so able, so capable and able to analyze quickly, understand what she's dealing with in the world and then process and articulate and be able to be a healthy black human being all at the same time. Because what you don't what, what, no, I shouldn't say what you don't want. What, 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 what I'll say about it that that makes me feel good is that what age should you be? When you are able to think critically about the world and understand what type of world you live in and be able to articulate it uh, as well as she she did as a black kid. 
as a black kid, you should be able to do it. You got to be really early. I mean, well, this is that's kind of my point. My my point is kind of like some people would say, well, I don't want you learning the bad things of the world so quickly or at such a young age. Um, But she's not jaded at all. Mm -hmm. She's she's Mm self-confident. She's clear thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's analytical. Mm-hmm. She understands what she's dealing with. So thank God. God bless you, God. You produce one who won't be a patsy for the I mean, system. And, and compassionate you know. to kids that think very differently from her. Like, yeah, she's, she's way more compassionate about it than I was at her age. I'm just like, so. Yeah. 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 So, so I, you know, like, listen, I, I think her parents should be very proud, very happy. Um, her guardians, people, whoever is around her, her friends, her her cousins. She should be one of the ones that they look up to and say, like, um, she makes me feel like things are okay. Yeah, that's you, the hope. You look at uh, go ahead. she's smarter than the majority of people storming the damn Capitol right now today, <laughs> right? So like that's so I smarter feel good than, about her, smarter right? Than all of them. <laughs> yeah. So so you put all their collective t- intelligence together, however many people that was, and and she gave them all a run for their money because she's smarter than they are. And I love the like just kind of the rye. I wish I was surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, whenever, whenever you feel, whenever you're feeling down, just go find some youth. Just, yes. just talk was, to youth. I was actually about to, I was about to say that, man. I'm like, yo, every every Sunday we need to have a segment of uh, bringing the youth on, bringing the hope on. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the hope. Yeah, so somebody in the comments said that somebody in the comments was like, "Yay, you know, and, and this is where um, we've done this twice now. So like with her and then with Ian, you know, Charles, we talked a little bit about, you know, that show and and Dr. What was her name? Maisha. Uh, um, can't remember her full name, but but um, I've been saying for the last week, I've been saying for the last week that we study failure so much that things like this are like kind of a break from that. Like, you know, seeing success. What we just saw was a success. Leave it alone. It was a success. Uh, Miss Jones is on her thing, even with old Negroes asking crazy questions. <laughs> Bro. All right. Well, wait, well, wait. We want to... <laughs> right. Ray salty. Look at him. He's salty, but he know he said it. Right. He know he said it. I, 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 I want to raise answer to that too, though, right? Because I know you know Ray does a lot with his kids as well, and like when you know I, I when I hear her talk, I think of like, oh, that's just a she's an older version of like that little girl in Ray's Twitter feed that's doing that's running in place with him. Right. So like, mm-hmm. what, what is that conversation like for you? I, I'm, I mean, just from the daddy, cause I don't have that perspective at all. And yeah. then tell us what happened to the, to that. Uh, like, that's just they, they finished the challenge. They did it. They completed it. It was a challenge. Oh, so, right. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried about you and I'm not going to be chasing any chickens. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so my kids are extremely. Yes, you powerful. are. No. You will be going through the Popeyes drive-through right after this. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead, bro, go ahead, bro. Finish your finish. Stereotypical finish that for you to say that. So what you gonna say next? You gonna say I'm gonna drink some four forty five more liquor or whatever? Like what? Like, and what would right? be wrong with that? What would be wrong with that? <laughs> and don't and don't front and don't front that you weren't sending us texts every time one of those restaurants was coming out with a new chicken sandwich either. Don't front. I, I still got the text. But go ahead. you podcast Diddy, I need you to focus and answer yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. So 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 my my conversations with my kids are, are extremely thoughtful. Um I, I feel like uh the conversations that I have with my six-year-old daughter are probably uh 
uh, more comprehensive than a conversation that I have with my 15 year old uh, smart guy son. Mm. Um, he seems to have a better hold over the world. He knows that you know, this world is is not for him in the sense that you know, um, you know, he deals with race and, and race relations in the high school that he goes to. Uh, it's a predominantly white high school, and so nothing like this really surprises him. Uh, my daughter, she still has like that 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 hope. She's still hopeful or whatever. You know, she has uh, white friends at her school, and um, she still sees the good in everybody. Uh, so she hasn't gotten to the point to where, you know, she knows that evil can exist, uh, so to speak. She's still like, oh, well, two fairy and, you know, given I can't cut this because she really thinks the two fairy is real. And like she <laughs> she just got lost her two teeth and got five dollars. So, you know, she's she's on the road on that road. Uh, my son, however, um, it, when things like this happen, that just pushes him closer to wanting to go to an HBCU. Um and, and and wanting to thrive and be amongst his people or whatever you know he's he's real pro black these days uh and and there's nothing wrong with that but like you know I try to get him to see to have dual perspectives on things or whatever so that you know he's not at a place to where he thinks that all people can be one way and then I'm also uh, having thoughtful conversations with him about his own people being certain ways so you know you can't you, you mm-hmm. it's like you got to have a you got to have a healthy distrust for everybody. <laughs> right, not just like one one group of people. You got to have healthy distrust for it because not everybody. We, we talk about it all the time. Not all skin folk are your kin folk. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Well, I appreciate y'all mm-hmm. indulging me on that, man. Like I said, I just, I, I just tonight when I when I when I was watching that stuff earlier today, I was just thinking about like, damn, we got kids watching this. We got foreign enemies watching this. We got other countries that's trying to like, you know, govern themselves the way that we do watching this. And I think that this dude. I mean, this Trump cat, man, is just a wild, wild boy. And, um, you know, some people, a few people, you know, one person got killed today. It, it, it was dumb to rush the Capitol. Um, I, you know, you, you play dumb games, you get dumb rewards. But, you know, but this is this 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 death is on the president's hands, man. Like this is I, like today is a historic moment. Like they will be reading about this in 150 years. And 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 I and so I just it's still in the middle of processing it. But young people square me up real quick. They get me out of whatever funk I'm in and like, they just make us better. So I appreciate y'all for indulging that. Real quick, if you're listening to yeah. this, uh, make sure you share it, make sure you like it, make sure you you, you you give us our roses. We, on a Wednesday night, we don't come, we don't do Emergency this. Show. <laughs> we don't do these shows, man. So make sure you like us, make sure you comment or whatever. Breezy, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's a good question, though, Charles, in this one way, which is when you look at all those people, they are training their kids to be aggressive more Mm -hmm. so than they have in the past. They're going to gun ranges. They're teaching them kung fu and karate. They're teaching them the idea that there might come a time where they have to fight. Um, They're teaching them that their country is being taken away from them um, in large and larger numbers. You mentioned this yourself. Uh, when you were, I think you were in Georgia and you noticed the attitude of certain mm-hmm. people who wear certain color hats, who have dropped all the like being afraid of black people type thing. You've seen some of these protests where you just know that like they've been in training camps, some of them, and can't wait to get out there and fight people like Antifa in the street and whatnot. And it's organized. And at the same time, we have black families and black people and middle class people specifically 
who for the longest time have been training our kids how to be good Americans. And we have not, and, and, you know, we've been talking about gun control rather than like teaching your kids how to shoot. And we've been talking about, we've been making our kids soft, I guess is my way of saying this in a way. I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean we have not been teaching our kids that there's going to come a day where they have to fight or that they should learn how to shoot guns and take them apart and clean them. And when I say we, I don't mean everybody because some people watching this are going to be like, yes, I have. <laughs> shoot. Yeah, I been, on the show. Uh, I was about to say, you know, but some of us, like some of us have been living by this thing around like your biggest dream is to have your kids do better than you did and to not want to introduce them to struggles that you struggled with and to want to prevent them from having struggles that you had and remove barriers and put them on the straight and narrow and teach them the American way and all that stuff. And now you're coming to, to a time where you're like, should I have been like getting my kids gun training all along? Should I have been taking them to the gun range and teaching them self-defense and telling them that this country might knock on your door one day yes. and pull you out the damn door and you know that you're going to have to fight and whatnot? That sure isn't the Cosby way. That's not the 90s. That's not what you grew up with on the, on a different world and, and Cosby land. You grew up with, oh, education is that weapon and, you know, blah, blah. Well, he's in jail. And, oh my God. And, and respectability <laughs> politics are done. And what we thought was education may have been the wrong education for our kids. You know, um, this could get serious. What you, what, what you were just saying, Charles, like um, to me, leads me to the conclusion is this can get s- more serious faster than we thought. Mm-hmm. And our kids might be the patsies for it. Don't. So. So you remember when he made the comment before, right? When we uh, when COVID first happened. Or whatever, and he put like all these restrictions on countries, and then you know his comment was, you know, these countries are shithole countries, bro. We look like a shithole country right now, right? We look like every country that he that that he talked about in, in the many mm. different ways in which he characterized it, right? And so if like we're this beacon of hope for democracy uh, across the world, <laughs> and folks are seeing what mm. democracy really looks like in the United States, mm. it's like how can you like how can you respect that? Like I. I if, if I'm someone on the outside looking in that that's not in the United States, that's never been into been to the United States, hell, I don't even want to go. Like this ain't the land of the free, home of the brave for me. If I'm when somebody- he said that shithole country thing, I laughed so hard because I, I visited his home city right after that New York, and there was trash all up on the streets and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you gonna call somebody else's house to, and you got trash all up the streets, everywhere, big bags of them, stacks of them. Hey, Chris, right? Trash on Bourbon Street too. And, and listen, the folks, the the folks mm. in in uh in different countries <laughs> who are even re- tiny bit conscious they they you know like they don't believe everything about you know what america says like oh other folks are looking up most of the democracy that america has exported has come at the end of a bomb or a bayonet right so let's not pretend that other countries just like oh let's let's take notes about you know what they've done and what they're doing this great american experiment a lot you know like they they've been invaded (laughs) manipulated undermined bombed and at the end of that (laughs) you know this is like hey this is democracy right we'll blow you up and then you pay us to fix you up right so you know it's not all about like you know other countries are like oh now our dream of the you know 
the exceptional country has vanished. Like, they, well, I, I do think people will hold it up as a mantle, right? I do think people. I mean, they'll re, they'll respond. At, I mean, they'll, at the next NATO, at the next NATO thing, it's going to be like, hey, so it's not the first time they right, point right. out the hypocrisy. Yes, this will be another opportunity for them to point out the hypocrisy. But right. they do that. When, you know, I was overseas, and they would show, oh, listen, America talks this junk. Look at how they're hosing um, little true. black children. Oh, America talks this junk. Look how they beating um uh, women with billy clubs in the head, right? And, and you so know they, what. Today, Turkey put out an advisory to Turkish citizens uh, advisory about America. <laughs> like, you, Turkey, do you see, you see how his face? He's like, right? Turkey, <laughs> Turkey, the poultry country got something to say about us, wow. right? No, they put out an advisory to yeah, their people. Them dirty to their, that's right. Right. So what's that tell you? They what's grind. that tell you? This is different. Look, even Boris Johnson came out today and was like, this is disgusting. This is reprehensible. You know? he, he's, a, he's that version. He's, British, Trump. The he's, Trump, he's the British uh, Trump. Yeah, he's the British Trump. And he came out and had something to say about this country. And he didn't have COVID um, twice. And, and he, then they got the UK explaining COVID. He's Trump with even less seasoning. Like, that's yeah. what Boris Johnson is. This is what I need to say to my people watching this right now, especially all my people that like to... Um, like to talk about integration and all that stuff all the time or whatnot. Oh my God. <laughs> is I just gotta I, I gotta plug it every single time. These people who stormed the gates today to me are my advertisement for the idea that we don't all need to go to school together. We don't all need to be together, right? Like some of us need to listen, some people smell like they want to be alone, right? And <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Hey, that's right? hey, that's Twitter gold. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't put that on a shirt, bro, if you don't put that on a shirt, ASAP. Yeah, bro, that's wild. I, I would, that's so, what today's movement was about. But here's my question, right? As I, as I, this is Palo Santo, I have to say it every time. Mm -hmm. like, we're, we're still looking at By you. Palo Santo, he means <laughs> I mean, blunt, but go ahead, bro. But in both the places I live, that is legal. But the point that I'm about to ask in question is, what? so where do we go from here? Right. Like we have listeners that's tuned in to us. They've seen everything that's happened. They processing with us or whatnot. And they look to us for some type of guidance or to, or to, or to, you know, or to go through the motions with us. So where do we go from here? I mean, I just you know, I just had a, a show previous to this one and all I came up with. I wrote something about this in December when they tore down when Proud Boys went to D.C., what used to be a chocolate city mm -hmm. and stormed the streets and tore down a black lives matter banner from a historic, from a historic black church, not just a black church from a historic black church, right? One with, I, I dare people go look it up and look at the history uh, of that church. And there was no payback for that. There was no real kind of in chocolate city. There was no real kind of like, whatever I said, then ignorance is going to kill us as a country. And the only antidote that I know of is education. There's nothing, there's no magic bullet coming. There's nothing ma magical, but I do think we need more. And this is going to sound so stupid, but I'm going to say it anyways. I just think actually we need more civics education. We need that's, to reduce. That's not, that's not stupid. That's brilliant. We do, we do need to reduce the level of ignorance. There are some people who in this country, so many of these people in this country can't name the three branches of government. There are too many people in this country don't even know how it works. There are a lot of people that woke up this morning thinking that Pence could just change the election if he wanted to, right? <laughs> he could do it. He can do it. In the information age, ignorance is a choice. 
And if he doesn't, we're going to be very mad at him. So, uh, right. We're going to be so mad that we're going to have an insurrection because we thought it was possible. We had our hopes up. So there is no magic bullet. And I don't think that education or civics cures at all. But we can't be graduating every year. Thousands and thousands of people who don't even know how their government works. I mean, I, th- I think I think actually the, the what we put immigrants through to become citizens of this country, we should actually have that same curriculum, a similar curriculum in American schools. Right. Like that test is hard as hell. Just yeah, FYI. It is a very hard. It is a like as some, I drive motorcycles, I race motorcycles. It's easier to get your license by going like doing a written test and doing a class where they'll give you the license than doing like the DMV motorcycle test because it's like almost impossible. And I've rode motorcycles a long time. That's what that the, the test is that we put immigrants through. Here's what I'm most upset about Trump with, though. Let me tell you what pissed me off the most. The fact that he made me say today that Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence are being reasonable right oh, now. Oh, stop they, it. They were not. Stop it. They, oh, no, no. Did you watch the proceedings? Did you watch the hearings? I saw a non tweet. Watching Mitch be 1% reasonable is not good. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. What, 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 Mitch, no. what, Mitch, what Mitch came and did because they had this. So before, the, before the melee or after? It was before. So basically, what they this is how they had it set up, right? Arizona, they got to go in, in alphabetical order. So Arizona, Ted Cruz and them was like, no, we're not certifying. Certified. And Mitch McConnell was like, look, I didn't want this dude to win. We voted. We did what we need to do. But you can't you're you're doing something. This is way bigger than Donald Trump, like in this moment. And he's saying this knowing that he's about to lose his own power. And then Mike Pence is also like before he went up and spoke, you can hear him on the mic. He was like, did my statement go out? And the statement was basically explaining to the American people that regardless of what Trump said, I cannot constitutionally just take power and say this is the like he is being threatened right now. Him and Mitch are both being threatened by these crazy people and being called frauds and scary and phony and traitors. They, they are phony. They like, are scary. That's, that's called the chickens coming home to roost. No, that's but, what that is. I know, but I agree with you. I agree with you. But you, the point that I'm making is, is that, like you said, is to build on your point, Chris, is that Americans are so these people are so ill informed of what the Constitution says. Like they are just taking anything that Trump says. Trump is king to these people, he, and they are they are acting like. Like he's king. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how this is how monarchs would respond. Right. When there was a a warring family trying to come in and the people loyal to that king were ready to die for it. And if they caught you, they put your head on the stake. This is this is this is some wild stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I think part of the problem in this country and I agree, like, you know, education, it's not a it's not going to be a quick fix because, you know, the bigger problem. This is nothing that, you know, my son was, uh, you know, his perspective is that so many Americans are, you know, really engrossed in mythology of America. They don't know the true history. They don't want to understand the true history. It's all about mm-hmm. the the mythology of United States of America that, you know, we know that, you know, it's never been united. You know, I was on a call today and someone's like, oh, we've never been so divided. And I, and I was just saying, like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This I was like, I'm so glad you brought this up, because when I was in the classroom, you know, and I was a his, history teacher, we would say, like, OK, let's find out when, you know, black people felt like they were 100 percent citizens like just let's let's just draw it on a timeline put a you know put a pin in it and and declare it right and so when i brought this up to him, he's like oh i never thought about that i was just like that's the luxury of never even thinking about like are really everyone citizen or because i'm comfortable then this is the way it is my privileged life that means that's what 
the rest of us are. And, and so I think the, the, the mythology is going to be really hard to overcome um, because it's not just about, you know, what happens in schools and and plenty of folks are afraid to talk as as Miss Jones said you know and you know race class power privilege we're not talking about that so even education how does it how does it manifest how does it come alive um, and people are, are you know we talk about institutional racism we've said this before so much racism is actually taught and reinforced at people's dining room tables and in their car rides home and then you have then eight hours you're in the school and people are afraid to talk about race class power privilege so where does that education come from right and so i i think it's just uh you know there's a lot of work to do i think you know i i flagged this article i want to read that it was stacy abram abrams had this 10-year plan you know so i'm dying to read that later on tonight you know just like huh like how is that because i think some of it is short-term immediate and then some of it is like okay long-term how do you know how do we protect our children? How do we get organized? How do we build institutions? How do we create our own schools? How do we train our own teachers? Um, it's, it's so much work to do, man. It's like bring Jones back on, man, because I'm like just thinking about all of that. I'm just like, man. But you just raised you just raised a different issue too, right there, which is it's historic that that Georgia was taken. It's historic mm-hmm. that work that's being done there. It's it, like the the trends are going the wrong way for these people that are already got guns and upset. And what <laughs> they're already mad. Yeah, they're already mad and upset. But you watch Georgia fall, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and 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 you know what they did. You watched them do this. Like the president said, Stacey Abrams' name like eighty times, almost turned it into a, a pejorative, mm-hmm. right? Like that's Stacey Abrams. And made her out to be like what Maxine Waters used to be for some people, right? Like, like that thing you could just say the name and it, it embodied all blackness. Now, I do want to bring this other point up because I have to have a bad take in every situation um, about that, which is real quick. Which is just real quick. Listen, <laughs> folks, uh, it's, it's good. It was a great race in in Georgia. I just want to put in a plug for black people. Mm-hmm. Voted in Georgia mm-hmm. and and made that happen. Let's not get into the silly silliness of genderizing who saved the world. That's all I gotta say. That's the bad. That that's my bad take. <laughs> like black people saved it. Hey, so black so. voters and churches and families all together voting, standing in lines for long as amounts of time saved America. There you go. Thank you. All right, cool. You can put your reconstruction hat back on. You don't never have to wear the vote hat again. We done did what we needed to do. You can retire Ooh, that hat. Bro, you think we done voting? Forever? Forever? You, can, you, you know, you can retire until November. Um, gone to November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so bro. so we had we had uh we had uh two people that were uh politically adjacent on our show back to back. Right? You remember that? Hmm. What do you mean? They were your guests. Politically adjacent. Yeah. So these people were like heavy in politics. They were heavy in politics. Yeah. I don't want to call no names. They ain't. They ain't. No, they 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 work in politics. That they, they ain't retweet our stuff. So I ain't calling no names. They ain't, so they not adjacent. They were in the politics. Not adjacent. But anyway, so so my question is, right? We all, as uh, as different members of political parties, made some predictions, right? Mm-hmm. And this, one of my bold predictions, Jesus, this guy. Well, that's, where, bold, that's where this meandering coming. Go ahead. Was that <laughs> this day today was going to happen? And y'all were like, you already talking like he got he he got three eyes or he he he, he something wrong with him or whatever, right? 
And well, there is something just, wrong with you. Okay, cool. It could be something wrong with you. <laughs> but, hey, lap, flowers man. today. Flowers today. Take your lap. Uh, here, I'll do it. I'll do it. So do Wait a minute. I just want to be clear. What did he, what did you predict? He predicted that Georgia, they were going to win both Senate seats. I didn't think they were going to win both Senate seats. I'll be honest with you. And I'll say this so the other brothers don't have to. Ray, you were right, Ray. I, I would just go back and listen to what he claimed he said. And what I said, I don't remember saying any prediction. None of y'all never let your kid brother win in 21. Listen, you, you, mm. You, mm. you you were right, Raymond. You were so me. right. You, you were, were so right. You were right. <laughs> I don't even I only do that to my wife. Like, yeah, babe, you're right. I ain't doing that to this joker. Prove it. It was going to be Raymond. You were right. You were right, Raymond. You were right. You spoke in clear sentences (laughs) with periods and everything. Who was your teacher? First off, the comedic timing on that, we have that was that callback was amazing, Chris. I have to just, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, when you <laughs> right, you can say it. You can speak in full sentences. Oh, he said that though, didn't he? I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. You, did. and then, you said and then something later, like that later in the conversation. You were like, "Yeah," and she was articulate. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. Oh my god, yo! <laughs> we had black brilliance on the show today. Absolutely, young black brilliance, which I want to say disproves all the all the things that are said about our people constantly so it's good to keep putting in front of people's faces like that but bruh I mean didn't Biden say something about Obama once about like he's clean and articulate didn't he say like yeah something along those lines or whatnot all right so 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 you say you say that uh you you bring up this quote about Biden uh talking about Obama being clean and articulate right (laughs) and then but, but then you talk about integration and then you say that some people uh where's the quote uh some people don't smell like they need they <laughs> No, some people see you just gonna butcher the quote. It's like some people smell like they want to be alone. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw a whole bunch of them show up at the Capitol today, right? <laughs> like a whole bunch of people that should just be alone. We don't need I mean, to all go to school together. We don't need to be taught by everybody the same way and all that type of stuff. Like that whole vision of America's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't want my kids going to school with those people's kids tomorrow. Listen, Bruh, I just they don't. Might, they might not have a choice. I, I mean, it's they said true. thousands of folks, but some of those folks might be teachers. <laughs> well, some of them some probably of those, are teachers. Right, right. So they they go yeah. to school. Hey, some of them are probably always, always turn this some, around. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was thousands of people. I don't think they were all like high school dropouts. I think okay. some of them, a third of teachers voted for Trump. A third. Hey, so, so, and also, I mean, not not third, to talk, right, so. but like they they was acting the ass in the chambers. Like yeah. when, when when listen, he is the Cruz. Like this dude, like he is the biggest sucker, man. Yeah. And like, when he when he stood up to be obstructive. He had he got a standing ovation from like 10, 10 or eleven other people like in power. Like this wasn't an accident. Let's be very like for the people that might think that this was spontaneous or whatever. No, no, this was like planned, fully, fully organized. Like it was a they knew exactly what time they were going to do this. They knew they needed to let Ted Cruz have his grandstand moment, and they needed to have the visual of the the, the standing ovation in the chambers. And then they did all that stuff, right? Like, this, bro, what, what is wrong bro? with Ted Cruz? What's wrong with him? Somebody so I, tell I, me, explain last, him to me. Did you hear my last five minutes? I did a show earlier, and I talked. To, I, Ted Cruz got to be, dude. This guy talked about your wife. 
He talked about and, your wife. And your dad. And your dad. Your father. He talks about your heritage and who you are. Mm-hmm. You grow a beard and now you just like turn into a, a complete sucker. And he's making political calculations that I think will not fare well for him. Ted Cruz is the worst at making political calculations. Like yeah. we, he's terrible at it. Like, and yeah. I, this is going to end very poorly for him too. And this is borderline. Like if it ever came out, like if you found the plans, I feel like this should be borderline on some treasonous stuff. Like I don't think it's borderline, bro. Mm-mm, not even I'm, borderline. I'm saying, if, yeah. I'm saying if you find because treason is such a a serious like threat. It's such a serious. What they did today was treason. Oh, but what I'm what I'm saying is if you find clear evidence yeah. that Ted Cruz played party to this yeah. party to his his capital being stormed. Yeah, bro, that's that's treasonous, bro. What well, I think well, a lot is going to happen in our lifetime. That, yeah. It's going to come out. In our lifetime, because not just there's a lot of weird actors in Congress. There's Ted, yeah. there's Lindsey, yeah. who did a miraculous turnaround on Trump. Uh, bruh, everybody's gonna be in Epstein's diaries. That's what we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out that Russia got <laughs> Epstein's <laughs> diaries, and because because there's just no other way to explain. One day you were calling the dude a complete kook, a bigot, a racist bigot, blah blah all this stuff, and the next day you were talking about. I think the president's well within his rights to do the stuff he's doing. Yeah, Some happened like this. You know, you got an R. Kelly problem. That's what they got. They all it, got an R. Kelly I mean, it, problem. It might be something you know salacious like that, or it might just be like you know what the United. States, the only thing that they are actually united in is racism, right? That's the that's well, the one. True. We're gonna that's, go the one th- that's the one thing you know. One last thing that my son and I were talking about, he, you know, he was like, some of this was like, uh, you know, back in the day where you hear about, you know, the KKK storming, you know, uh, the sheriff's office or something and dragging out, you know, some uh, black person that they didn't want to go to trial, like didn't want to have their just, you know. Um, if you can actually find that in courts. Right. But like the proceedings, you know, and, it, you know, to me, it was like almost this this miniature, uh, you know, cannon fire on Fort Sumner. Right. Like miniature. But still that same vein of like, oh, we're just going to take over the fort, you know, and we want to start, you know, some kind of uh, civil war. Right. And, and as y'all mentioned, you and know, they, and they didn't get the ass kicked. That's the whole thing. They didn't get they, arrested. Man, they got only it. one died. I'm not going to say like there's a, only one, but but like no police, bullets, no nothing. Police, conversations and, and like selfies with these people. Yeah, like, I mean, man, for real. High fives. They got into, no, no, no. Forget that. They got into Pelosi's office. Like all of us are in our little home offices. Like they got in yeah. here and put their feet up, fam. But why is that? I'm still curious. Why is that? Why is breaking in their office treason? No, no, no. Not breaking into the office. Not breaking into the office. That you are storming your capital. Like, listen, what's supposed to happen is that at, 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 we can argue and fight all day, but there are supposed to be some sacred things or whatnot. Like when you are, it's almost like, I mean, you set your capital up to be like bombarded. Like that's you don't think that's an issue. That's put like this. Let's well, you, now, you now have pictures of of sitting U.S. Congress people laying behind the seats of their thing, worried about whether there was a gunman in it, and and crawling out on their hands and knees and shit. Listen, and, sometimes and I, I'm in that that position when I see the cops rolling up in there. But uh, but but now this but now this picture has went out globally. Of sitting members of the United States Congress laying behind things and hiding out with fear 
that they were about to be taken out. That's yeah. not some American shit. That's oh, not that's American. Correct. That's not it's American not the, picture. That's not, not the American movies. picture. It's so. not the movies. When does it happen before in the United well, States? I'm not saying that happened before. Happen, but I'm saying for us to, for them to project themselves like, oh, we're these brave and full, like, like they always. That, is, that has never happened, Reece. It's never happened I, before. I didn't also. say it happened. What I'm saying is the image of that being portrayed like, let me talk to you about our image, though, Sharif. Like, like we're the same country that had even his worst critics, right? For FDR, like we had that. Like the press said, we will, we won't show him in a wheelchair because we understand how important it is for the world not to see that our president is, right. is disabled at the moment, right? Like his worst critics agreed to that because they understood, like. It's important for us to project strength. It does not project strength when you have people in the Capitol with the most secure no, bill. We're arguing two different points. But I'm, I'm saying, you asked why is it treason? I'm just saying, like, that's supposed to be one if of the somebody most. Somebody who have showed him in a wheelchair, that's treasonous? What I'm saying is that there was an understanding as Americans, mm-hmm. right? Like, we are not, we want to project strength. And even his critics, even the people that don't like him or whatnot, were like, okay. We're going to show you standing up. We'll keep this secret till afterwards because we got global business to handle. Like it is not it does not bode well for us that senators are ducking and scared for their life in what should be the most secure building in America. I think I see where El Mackey's going with this, though, in this one way, which is if we legally had to try somebody for treason, what there's what constitutes treason, treason legally mm-hmm. probably isn't there yet. But what I will say, sell, sell Mackey, El Mackey, what, what I will say, what that's, I will say to you, what, what, what I will say to you, though, what, what I will say to you about it is. Within our lifetime, probably we're going to find out some things about why we didn't respond to the Russia attack on our infrastructure, why we've been being attacked for the last six months to a year in our most vulnerable. We have had school districts pay ransomware to hackers that they believe are in 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 Russia. But have you heard any response to that? Now, any of us that were alive in the 80s who remember a president named Reagan, um, can you imagine Russia ever attacking anything in the United States and they're just being? And there's been no response. The bombs are going off. They, they would be. They would be in the air that the next minute. In the last six months to a year, we have faced multiple large-scale infrastructural attacks that have been identified and, and, and as we, Russian. And so we and, and well, I mean, and this might be why. This might be why you Wait, have a president. I, I, want, I want. I think Sheree, because I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop reading comments. But Sheree said, "Dude, been disabled. This is in this." I was not trying to dis- insult disabled people. I'm stating the fact that FDR, when he had polio and he could not, he could no longer walk. Bro, that's not how like, you do our show. I'm yeah, just, I'm, look at you trying to just jump in. Like, I'm going to fight the comments right now. I, I got to stop doing it. I'm sorry. Right, that's, right I'm going to fight the comments <laughs> section. No, listen, we're going um, to roll into closing. Yeah, we do need to roll. We do need to roll. roll well, the last thing I was going to say about that one piece, though, is the reason you might have a desperate president right now is because once the day that he is out of office, he might be up for a lot of charges. Mm-hmm. All right, so roll that. You know, so. What do you mean, roll that in my clothes and toes? Why are you going to try and jip me with my damn clothes? Why are you going to try and jip me out of my See how you be doing things? I won't ever want to go to your school. Like, <laughs> never, never. And, and as part of my final thoughts, one, I appreciate you, brothers. I'm, I needed this tonight. Uh, two, just, just to make this clear about how atrocious what happened today was, if you get into a fight on, a, on an airplane, that's a federal offense. Like if you have a disturbance in fed in the air, like that's a federal offense. You go to federal prison. 
So the fact that everybody didn't go to jail today in federal mm-hmm. prison or take a trip to Guantanamo or whatever the case is, when we do, when you are a threat to the nation, says a lot. Um, I will say this. Uh, today was a was a historic day for all the wrong reasons. And we need to figure out how we move forward. And we still have to be focused on what's happening. Now, here's the thing. That does not mean I'm giving Biden and this administration a pass either. And I say this as the Democrat. There are a lot of things that we still going to have to fight for. We still don't know what that education plan is going to look like. We still don't know if they're going to keep putting out black and brown parents that have their own choices and decisions to make. But we can also do multiple things at one time. And to want to get this dictator out who thinks he's a, a king, Definitely had to be business order number one. And now once we get that handled, we can get back to the business of making sure that black and brown parents get the type of education their kids deserve. So I appreciate you, brothers, and I hope y'all have an amazing night. Yes, sir. Reef. Yeah, you know, James Baldwin, um, you know, said in a speech once that, you know, America uh, loves you know, like silly adults, that it rewards, you know, simpletons, that it rewards uh, folks so much that you end up with, a, you know, a almost 80 year old adolescent. He could have written that yesterday, but he, he was talking about Reagan, uh, that he could have been writing that right about now for uh, 45. And I, I think, you know, just as you know, Ms. Jones said, you know, there's no surprise that, you know, this is, you know, what what it looks like when white people are angry. You know, you know, people talk about white fragility. You know, it's really the white rage and the white backlash uh, that that um, grounds all of this. When uh, Frieri talks about what will make oppressor mad the most is when they don't have the power to oppress. And so some of the things that we have to do is make sure we're protecting ourselves, our communities, our children, by any means necessary and making sure that they don't have the power to continue to oppress. Mm. That's what's up, Reef. Eloquently uh, stated. Uh, Breezy. You know, you want to meet my teachers? My teachers are still, <laughs> my teachers still around too, bruh. Uh, I'll meet your teachers. I don't want to meet Ray's teachers, but I'll meet your teachers. <laughs> my teachers are in the comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, giving us fire. So, like, listen, this is what I'll say. Um, I think that people are believing that we're going to go back to some state of normal. And I don't know that that's true anymore. I feel like we've broken America and I don't mean broken in a bad way. I just mean sometimes you you put cracks in something and then it breaks and then you have to make it a different thing. And I think covid is not over by a far shot. The ag, the, the, the tensions, the business problems and all of the things associated with COVID aren't over yet. Um, and I don't care who's coming into the White House. That's that's remaining true. Globally, that's true. And there are new strains of COVID that are coming down the pipe, which means what we thought might be over actually might be longer than we thought. So this idea that we're going to go back to normal or that getting Trump out of office does something material to make things you know better than before Um I don't know that I believe that anymore. I think that we may have broken the thing and that um, that we're going to have to construct a new future and an alternative future. I do want to say to white folks as a message from black folks, um, you know, when it came time for us to elect the president, I've said this before. We gave you a, a, a family man, 
Harvard Law Review, highly educated individual who went, who went scandal free for eight years, not four, but eight years, scandal free, um, turned the economy around, um, put policies into place that weren't too left or too right, but uh, made the country better and better off. And we handed that to you. And your response to us was a narcissistic, um, evil person who can't think further than his own thing, his own life, his own businesses, who has monetized the presidency, eroded the norms of the country, destroyed institutions, installed highly unqualified, crazy white men into posts and positions that they would have never qualified for in a million years and has ruined the administrative state to the point where we can barely get our pants on as a country in the morning. That was your response to eight years of a prosperous, hopeful, articulate, smart, great black man that we put into office for you, whatnot. So uh, I just want to say you you can eat a dick um, because of that one um, for, for that. But what I will also say to follow that up is to say, Black people, what we are watching today, there's no way out of that without coalitions with other people, because numerically speaking, even if every single black person in America took up arms, we would be so severely outnumbered in our own country that only multiracial, cross-cultural coalitions built on common cause would do it for us. That's the only thing that I I, I see us. uh, That's the only path to winning that I see. It's a tough thing to say and to hear, but that's all I got. That was the greatest closing thoughts I'm sorry, I didn't try to laugh to your whole that that shit. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> he got the bun in his hand. That was that was fire. <laughs> that, that, that that shit was hilarious. I'm sorry, y'all. That was I was very, I'm sorry. I maybe, maybe today just is so weird that I just need to laugh. All right. So real quick, let me get my closing <laughs> thought. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do following that. But anyway, uh so Rick Hess puts out an annual uh edu scholar report uh with 200 edu scholars uh based off of some algorithm that he comes up with. Or whatever. And so some of the highlights for me on that report, well, actually one of the highlights on that report was coming in at number four. He has Diane Ravage as an historian. Diane Ravage has not been a historian in at least 20 years. Right. And so we need to look at these lists in terms of what people are putting out and the phrases and the chronology that people are, 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 are calling these folks. We need to call it out. Right. The second thing on that list is that he has uh, my sorority sister, uh, Dr. Adrian Dixon, at one hundred and eighty one. She has over six thousand sites on critical race theory and is prominent in that field. I would like for Rick Hess to switch the number four spot with the number one hundred and eighty one spot. And then I would be able to sleep at night. That is my closing thought. Ray, can I tell you why I love you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind us all shit. I, because I don't know what that had to do with the price of tea in China. I'm, you were so passionate about it. He was. He said it was keeping him up at night. God damn. I can't believe that Don Ravage is number four on Rick Hess's list. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like do you have do you have any final thoughts on what we talked about? It'll take some right. melatonin, brother. Shit. You know what I That's keeping you up. I, 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 thought, you was gonna, I thought you was gonna circle 
circle the wagon one more time about no. your win. No, but no. you had nothing for us about what happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, I need to burn it on his mind. There's a, there's, a, there's a reason why I did the, what I did. <laughs> it's all right. I love it. Bro. <laughs> and we want to thank Ariane. George is on some folks' minds, ravages on others. Right? Hey, I, we want to thank Ariane uh, one more time for coming on with us, man. One I know Miss Jones. One time. This was That's great. Right. Y'all yeah, right. had an amazing night, man. This was hilarious. Uh, all right. Peace <laughs> out, folks. All right. <laughs> You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, Elmeki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.